0: Friends, and welcome to the World Transformed. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. How are you, my friend?
1: Man, I am looking forward to tonight's show. We do these serious shows sometimes that we really delve into serious topics, but occasionally we reward ourselves, right, with uh, just fun stuff, and uh, that's what tonight's all about. We like to geek out once in a while,
0: and because it's our show and there's no one to, who, uh, who can tell us we can't, we do it. There it is. <laughs> I, I was explaining to my kids the other day that, that they were talking to their mother about her job and who her boss is, and then they suddenly had this weird thought, like, well, Daddy, who's your boss? And I'm like, well, I'm actually my boss. And, the, and my son thinks about that for a minute, and he goes, well, could you fire yourself? And I said, <laughs> yeah, but I'd probably just quit see before it came to that <laughs> you'd say to yourself in the mirror you can't fire me i quit <laughs> that's exactly right you could take this job and shove it exactly that's how that would uh, that's how that would go down right there but all that's to say we're the bosses here so we like to geek out we're gonna we're gonna geek out we got a few fun geeky topics tonight first off i want to talk about how historical fiction is merging with a new a brand new genre that i'm going to call historical fantasy and i think it's actually something that's just emerging now. And I don't think it existed before. Maybe it did. Pro- probably there's been some fiction books written that follow this this trend, but it's it's something I've observed from two TV shows that I enjoy quite a bit. One is Vikings on History Channel, and the other one is Frankenstein Chronicles, which is currently showing on Netflix. Vikings, have you ever watched Vikings, Stephen? No, I have not. Tell me about it. Oh, What's it all about? It's a pretty good show. Check it out when you get a chance. But it Lives up to the name. It's about Vikings, and it it takes their story right around the ninth, tenth century, right in, right at the period when they really started heading west rather than east. You know, for a long time they were working into Russia, and then suddenly they start going the other way, and they hit Britain, and then they discover the rest of Europe, and the rest is history. You know, they they, they had a huge impact on the on the history of Europe. Well, what the show does is it brings several different generations of characters together as though they were all contemporaries, right? So these two guys are brothers. They weren't really brothers. I don't think they even lived in the same country, uh, but but they were both really significant. One is like the first guy who ever raided England. The other guy is the guy who ended up in France and became the ultimately the Duke of Normandy and like the great-grandfather of William the Conqueror, okay? So it kind of really started the whole Norman invasion thing. So these guys are brothers, and their friend who builds their ship is actually the guy who I'm sorry, these are mild spoilers, not historical spoilers, if you know these people's names, but they are spoilers on the TV show. Anyway, uh, goes on and discovers Iceland, right? So it's like all these guys know know each other, even though in real life they lived hundreds of years apart, and there's no way they knew each other. They they, they couldn't possibly have met. So that is a trope anyway. I mean, that's been done in historical fiction before. Shakespeare would do that sort of thing, right? He would mix people. Oh, yeah different times and, and bring them and, together. You know, and, it,
1: and, and, and various anachronisms, you know, that writers will sometimes put into. doesn't necessarily, just because you've got one or two anachronisms in a, in, a, in a work of fiction, doesn't necessarily turn it into historical fantasy. But it's a step in that direction. Right,
0: and, right but they've added a layer, which is yeah. there is a character in Vikings who's their seer, and he predicts the future. And darned if the guy isn't spot on, right? I mean, sometimes he makes these, like, Oracle of Delphi predictions. And, you know, it's like either way he says it, right? I mean, either way, whatever happens... There's a way of phrasing the thing he said such that it, it turns out to be true. So that's like he's very clever. But then increasingly it's like you can see this guy actually does see the future. And then there's, there's a scene where a major character dies, and basically Odin shows up and tells everybody, <laughs> you know, this guy has died. So at, at some point yeah. it crosses this boundary where it's no longer just historical fiction. It's, it's working this, the, these supernatural, these fantastical elements into it just subtly. You know, there's not a lot of it. There's just there's just a little bit of it going on, enough to where you could say, well, this was just kind of their beliefs. But it's being shown as though it really happened. And I think, well, that's really cool. This is, like, th- this is like historical fantasy. There's enough history in there to get you interested in history. So you can go read a real book about Vikings and learn something. But it's also got these kind of fantastic elements that make it a fun Game of Thrones kind of a TV show. So if you haven't watched Vikings, it's definitely worth a look. I, I'm sure it's on either Netflix or... Or Amazon, and then the other show that falls into that same category is Frankenstein Chronicles, which is really fun because it's taken the Frankenstein story and made it sort of historical okay it, it, not exactly but sort of the great the great thing about it is it's got a fictional story going on, but real people are in it, right, so you've right. got Mary Shelley is in it, and William Blake and Ada Lovelace is in it. And there's a character who I believe must be Charles Dickens, although they haven 't called him that yet they and and it 's the same thing they 're not the right ages right if you If you look at when they were alive, yeah. it 's like, well, if Mary Shelley 's this age, then Charles Dickens should be like ten, right but it 's okay they 're both adults, and they're they're all existing at the same time, and all this Frankenstein stuff is going on right so it's uh, it's just awesome with the with the idea that Mary Shelley witnesses this, and then she writes her book. Basically, uh, yeah. yeah, that 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 she wasn't just inspired by this by this guy who lived three hundred years ago named I think it was Johann Dippel, who lived in Castle Frankenstein to write this fictional story. Uh, Dippel is a real guy. Uh, I mean, he's he's a contemporary in this in this version of it, and she knew his son, and his son was actually doing all this stuff, right? <laughs> so so she writes <laughs> it down. Um, it's very cool. If if you get a chance, check out Frankenstein Chronicles. I can't recommend it highly enough. And Sean Bean is in it. And two seasons in he's still going strong, so you know if you're worried about Sean bean dying, i'm just going to...
1: You, you know the thing that comes to mind is pretty much the whole genre of what if fiction mm-hmm. um, is it would fall into that and what what I mean is it's it could be considered a form of science fiction or writing, yes, it. but what if let's say Babbage had completed his analytical engine right, which was right. a you know a, which is a full. Mechanical computer, but it was a full computer, fully pro- programmable, and of course Ada Lovelace would have been there programming it, right? Yep. And yep. Uh, what if he, what if he actually been able to complete that? And the yep. information age would have arrived a hundred years earlier. There have been whole series of science fiction novels on that premise, with basically kind of a steampunk kind of Victorian. Information age kind
0: of. Oh, for sure, too. and uh, and alternate yeah. history is a well-established genre. This is slightly right. different because it's more like yeah, this is a horror story slash history, right? It's like a, it's yeah, it's, a, it's and, fantasy. And what you're ready. describing
1: is actually you don't have to say this is a different stream of history, a, a different uh, that can't be our past. What you're describing is a fantasy that you have the idea that this this could be our past if you buy these. Fantastical elements, right? Right, I mean,
0: it's, right. It's like it's, it's, it's like a slightly a, different uh, version of our past that has the fantastical elements in it, and it's it's right, right. So it's good that's fun. Cool stuff, uh, man. Yeah. I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. I recommend both those shows. And speaking of things you recommend, I assume you're going to tell us that we should go see Ready Player One. Is that right?
1: Ready Player One, uh, Phil. We've we've discussed uh, the novel on this show. And very much enjoyed the novel. I I laughed and said that when I when I described it, I said you know it's a really good thing I read I read this because Ernest Klein I think basically said to himself, well, what kind of novel should I write if I'm trying to please Stephen Gordon, <laughs> right? And uh,
0: <laughs> which and uh, most and, authors and visit, should visit. think. By the way, that is that. Yeah, would,
1: yeah. I think more authors should go about that.
0: Go, yeah, we absolutely. That. yeah we're kind of did that with
1: the Martian. You know, that was pretty much mm-hmm. right right at my alley. there. You go. But uh, yeah, Ready Player One, I mean, it was all the geeky things I loved as a kid, and still love, shoved into a science fiction dystopia, but it was, you know, a fun dystopia, okay? Just a fun book. Well, you know, now Ready Player One, the story was taken by Steven Spielberg, and Ernest Ernest Klein, by the way, was involved in the writing of the screenplay. He was not the only writer of the screenplay, but he was... He was an you know, Hollywood, so he, you know how
0: that works. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure.
1: so he took his own story that was the novel and adapted it for the screen. And here's the thing, Phil. I, I You know, I don't want to get into a spoiler-filled breakdown of how the novel is different from the uh, movie. It, I will just say this. It is, in broad brushstrokes, the same story mm-hmm. uh, as the novel, but because they couldn't use practically very few of the same IPs could be used so they use, they they got the IPs they could get right? mm-hmm. any of which are nods to Steven Spielberg's stuff anyway right right so they got those things and so all you know the all the puzzles practically in the entire movie are different from the puzzles that were in the novel that get you to the same place at the end. Oh. Okay? Well,
0: you know what? You have to be a real inside baseball Dungeons and Dragons player for those puzzles to be meaningful anyway, right? I mean, so And, and yeah, and some of the and, So and, as long and, as they're and, good, or, that's okay, right? I mean, as long as they're Right. And
1: yeah. and of course, and so you don't and so some of the things some uh, like like Dungeons and Dragons are are moved from major plot points as they were in the novel. To just they they, you know, they kind of tip their hat to it. There's, you see a, mm. you know there's a there's there's a couple of uh, marquees that show Dungeons and Dragons and a couple of other things and so you but instead they're using other stuff.
0: It's hard for me to picture that story without Dungeons and Dragons. You know there's, I mean, yeah there's very little Dungeons and Dragons in it. Wow. But
1: they they're using different IPs altogether, different puzzles altogether. So you can you can have memorized the book, Phil, and then go see this movie. And be fresh and unspoiled on practically every point by point going through. And okay, could, well, I got to ask two things. That, I got two questions. Okay, right. Joust. Joust makes uh, a, there's a battle in it, and you see a lot of a lot of uh, people participating in the battle, and one of them is a knight on an ostrich. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's
0: as the close as we of, get to joust. That's okay, the well, but, okay. Joust I, has, Question which is, two, and
1: which is very different from
0: what it was in. the Absolutely, uh, in the, in the book. I mean, they play joust in the in the book in the book. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Uh, question two, war games. No, no war games at all. Oh. <sighs> yeah, mm.
1: but oh. yeah,
0: you will not be upset. But they haven't gutted a, it. You're the, saying they pulled these there, things out, but it's still the same story.
1: Yeah, it, it, you'll not be upset because there's a different movie, Phil. That. It just absolutely blew me away i was laughing and oh it's just great it's just great. okay i did i walked out of there you know you know uh, the the typical geek thing is well that was nothing like the book you know that yeah. sucked. Yeah. no no not at all not at all it was very different and very awesome also okay and 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 i loved it and um i i Highly recommend it. Whether you, you you certainly don't need to have read the book to understand what's going on, because the book is not going to help you much, and nor will you be disappointed if you enjoyed the book, because it's it's they're still telling the same story, but with different puzzles. To, you know, and so you, you go in almost unspoiled because of, uh, because of that, whether you've uh, enjoyed the book or not. So
0: fair enough. All right, yep. I'm going to check Love out Ready it. Player One, and. You know what, I'm far enough away that I don't remember all the details from the book anyway, so it'll be interesting to to see how that yeah. plays out. Okay, I got one more quick geek recommendation. The series Counterpart on Stars, also available on Amazon Prime if you're an Amazon Prime member. I watched the first episode. I know that the first season just wrapped last Sunday night, so it's, it's still pretty fresh. And J.K. Simmons is in it, not to give too much away, but it's about a guy who meets – a version of himself from a parallel universe, and I got to say, it's worth checking out. Okay, if you if you got a few minutes, check out Counterpart on Stars. So it's it's on Stars, but also the, the this particular show on Stars is, is is has been brought into Amazon Prime. So. It's it's available on Amazon Prime. So check awesome. if you like that kind of thing. And to me, it, it's interesting because it's kind of set up as a spy thriller, and there's all this intrigue going on between the two worlds. But what's really interesting. Is here you got two versions of the same person. How and why are they different? And it really is interested in that, and it explores that, and it's just it's great fun. So something I would highly recommend.
1: Well, I've got another Amazon Prime uh, recommendation: um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine is on Amazon Prime, and we did a whole show, uh, Phil, talking about uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. One of our big movies and, for twenty seventeen. Absolutely. Yep, it was artsy and difficult in in the best kind of way you know it's a challenging you know it's not your typical sci-fi kind of you know sci-fi kind of thing very surprising
0: visually stunning movie i'm i i can not say enough good things about that movie great good stuff all right so it's available folks if you haven't seen it yet I believe we both recommended it months ago, so you have no excuses left. It's time to check that one out. All right. Well, uh, that's it, Stephen. You know what? We have wrapped up another week. Can you believe that? And we're going to have to come back and do the same thing next week. We'll be back next week with three brand new shows. It's been great talking with you, Stephen. It's been great having you all with us. And until next time, live to see it.